Hey, welcome to the first podcast. I'm Joe Welter, and I'm here with Frank Pepe, fellow Purchase alumni. That's me. Welcome to the first podcast. Thank you, Joseph. And thanks for letting me be on the first podcast, my friend. Sure. This is, this is quite an honor. So I guess um, maybe we can start with how we know each other. Okay. All right. So as far as I remember, um, there was an apartment next to my apartment, and we had a friend named James who was supposed to move in, um, but he didn't file his paperwork correctly. And the first day of school, couldn't wait to say hi to James, and James wasn't there. Some other guy was moving in, and like rumors amongst our group was, I think, quote, who is this punk? <laughs> moving in and how do we get him out and how do we get james back in does that ring that a bell does ring a bell i didn't know you called me a punk but at the time i pretty much was a punk i uh i remember from my point of view i do remember the first time i met you mm-hmm. um you you came by I, I i what i believe happened was that a whole bunch of you guys came by just to see what the fuck up was up with this guy. I, should I should, is cursing allowed on this oh, podcast? Everything's fine. Okay, so that's what I believe happened. And then I remember you came in and I was like, oh, he seems like a cool dude. And then, all right, so and I knew I could feel the vibe of like everybody checking out who this guy was because <laughs> for me, I up until I'm gonna say I think it was like about a month before school started, I had no place to live. And so what happened? It's an interesting story on my end because I was like at the time I was I was 23, so I was older than everybody. I took three years off of college, and I went to school in Brooklyn. I, I grew up in Staten Island. I went to school in Brooklyn. I had dropped out of school. Went to school at Kingsborough, and I did well. So I was like, you know what? I got to get out of Staten Island. I just got to get away from this place. So I remember I was out with my friends one night. My best friend Dave, who I know since basically birth said to me, we were out at a bar, and he said, dude, why don't you go to like one of the places that, at the time, my niece was very sick. So I didn't want to go too far away from my family. So my, my, my friend Dave said, why don't you go to somewhere that's not too far where you can come home on the weekend? And I said, yeah, you know what? I said, that's a good idea. He's like, try like one of those schools, like Purchase or something. He's like, he's like, it's like an artsy school. It's like a cool place to be, cool vibe, you know? Why don't you try like go like one of those places? We, I remember the night, we, we left the bar, I went home, I went online on like AOL, and I dialed up, and I saw a purchase. I was like, yo, this looks like a really cool place. So I, I applied like the next, a couple of days later, which was like in the spring. You know, whatever, I told my family at the time, things weren't going great for me. I was like stuck where I was. I, I really wanted to do something with my life. Yeah, you were kind of uh, doing it all over. Doing but, it but, all but over. But this time it, yes. was, it was more on your terms. Yes, like, like yeah. You, you were like, all right, we're going to do this right. Yeah, so I, was, I said, you know, let me let me just apply whatever. I apply, I go, I get accepted. I told my family I'm moving out, and they were like, all right, what? Like my, <laughs> my parents were like, what, when, when are you moving out? I was like, no, no, I'm applying to a school. And they're like, yeah, 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 good luck. They didn't even think I was going to follow through with it. I get the letter. I basically told them I got accepted and I'm going. And I basically did that. I packed. A month came. School came. But I a month before school, I had nowhere to live. So I called the school. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I remember I got a letter in the mail. I think there was 42 people on the waiting list. and I think it was 42. Or it might have been 40, and I had, and I was number 20 or 21. So I was like right smack dab in the middle. 
and I spoke to a lady and she's and I told her my situation I said I'm a little bit older than everybody I said I really need a place I don't know where I'm gonna live I may just live out of my car and I spoke to her and like I was really genuine and honest with her and I remember when I got to the end of the conversation she said well you never know what could happen and she was super nice to me mm-hmm. and I act and I without a doubt believe that when she hung up the phone with me whatever the list was she erased whoever was there and put me at the top because I felt I could hear it in her voice yeah. right so then I get a letter like a week later saying I got an apartment and I'm like okay and it said on the thing from my my roommate was uh, Sean yeah right who was a, a friend of ours and somebody you know we who may be on this podcast someday. maybe maybe right, right. so I get the letter whatever, and then school starts I go and I meet you guys and I felt like when I got there, I could feel the vibe, like, who the hell is this guy, whatever. And I said, you know what? I'm too, I'm not young where I'm like, fuck these guys, whatever. I was like, you know what? I'm a cool dude. I'll get along with these guys. Just give me some time. Like, they'll, you know. Listen, it took like three or four days. (laughs) And eventually, I ended up in a conversation with you on a couch. Yes. About who knows what. Who knows what, right? It could have been anything. Right. It probably something similar to this, although this is about like how we met, but yeah. You know, BSing about something. But that's the vibe of this podcast. And I it's a great idea. I didn't know you as long as I knew everyone else. Right. right. But we became real good friends. Really tight. Right. Very I, quickly. Yes. And then also, um, I won't go into it too much, but we also did um, study abroad in Italy. Great experience. Which is a whole other story in itself. I think you could definitely do a podcast on that someday. Yeah. And if you do, to me, like that for us, for you and I, like we, for for as long as we, as long as we grow and yeah. whatever, become old men and stuff, we'll always have that. <laughs> you know, of course. So. I think about that uh, pretty much once a week. Yeah, I, I, it's, I'd it's say I do too. Yeah, absolutely. So that takes us to um, you growing up mm-hmm. um, and. Your interest in the New York Yankees. A, a team I love. team yes. you love. Yes. And how it came to be that you traveled with them um, on two occasions. Okay. All right. Cool. So yeah. I know that your second cousin is Phil Pepe. Yes. And maybe um, you can talk a little bit about him and if he's the the big connection on how you got on these away trips or if there was more to it no, it's uh, so i've heard the cliff note version of the story but i actually never knew that there were two trips yes there was so trips. we'll start from the beginning uh you're how old this is probably in the early 90s um right? yeah um i was it was 1993 was the first time that i that i had um met the yankees so at 1993, I was I was born in seventy seven. So I was fifteen years old, mm-hmm. um, and my cousin. So to take a step back, Phil Pepe is my cousin, or was my cousin. He passed away in twenty fifteen. He was a great sports writer, mm-hmm. well known sports writer in New York. Um, I have another cousin who who lives in Texas. My cousin Anthony, who wasn't particularly close with Phil, mm-hmm. but has the same last name as him. So kind of used his name. <laughs> to get us to meet the Yankees. So if, let's go back to uh, the spring of uh, 1983. 
And it was an interesting year for baseball for the Yankees because for years they had been very bad. If you remember, like oh, the yeah. 80s and early 90s, they'd be by 1983 they actually had developed the young players. So Bernie Williams was up and coming. They had that was the first winning year. If, if you remember, there were a few years that Steinbrenner had no control yes. over the team. Yes. Yeah. And he used to like to trade a lot yes. of the young assets for right. aging veterans. Yes, and I can go through that list. Yeah, we won't. That will take we won't. Just, uh, just that will take up two words, right. J.B. Uniter. Right. But anyway, um, back. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that all started from that, and right. and you were there at kind of a pivotal moment in the team because yeah. they had been terrible for right. well, not terrible, but just not good enough for right. a decade. Right, for a decade. So my cousin goes he lives in texas he lives in houston and my cousin if i'll give you a little brief picture of him my cousin anthony is, is six foot four um very good shape always working out oh kind of look like uh, troy aikman okay okay so that's kind of what he looked like so he w- he had this thing where he would go and like meet famous people and people kind of thought he was famous because he, he was from Texas, he mm. everybody in Texas is huge, and he would kind of blend in, and, and, and it was a good showman, you know? Like, he's a, he's a good, meets reaches out to people, and he's a very charismatic guy. So he, mm-hmm. so he goes with his wife at the time, and he goes and meets the Yankees. They were in Texas at the time, and he winds up going to the hotel with them and meeting them and becoming friends with them, right? So he, he, he makes some connections, calls me sometime afterwards after that trip and it's like this like i said the spring of 93 and he says mm-hmm. listen the yankees are coming back down in september right like late august early september you should come down and i they they he's old now he's 20 years older than me okay okay so i'm 15 years old my cousin's 35 at the but, time but you coming from a 15 year old you're thinking this is the greatest this thing is ever. so cool yeah. so i'm like yeah whatever so at the time so i said all right summer comes whatever we wound up saying yeah maybe we'll go down and then what happened was which was kind of worked out for us in the the end of, the beginning of the school year mm-hmm. 1993 for New York City schools I, I don't know if you're aware of this but this is an interesting thing there was asbestos in the New York City schools I do remember that yes. yeah so the New York City schools were closed 2 weeks after the original opening yeah. okay so i think they opened on like say September 20th mm-hmm. just around then or whatever it was supposed to be like the 5th and it was like 20 so the yankees were there that uh, a, a week where we were actually were off mm-hmm. so we my cousin bought us tickets and we flew down there and when i say we it was me and my best friend nick who which makes this so much more um fun for me to talk about is my mm-hmm. friend nick passed away in 2005 at the age of 29 yeah and he was my best friend growing up and i and i miss him to death every day and so it was a very special thing for us yeah i, I met him a few times right. and he was a lot of fun quite a character oh yeah right. <laughs> you know so we you know, I lost him, and I, being able to talk about this is actually helps me and is very therapeutic. So I, so we we um, so we go down there, and my cousin's like, listen, just so we go to Texas, we go to Houston, mm-hmm. we're there for like a week, and the Yankees are the for for the following week. So we we stay, we stay in Texas, because our schools were delayed. So my cousin said, sure. you know what, we we were gonna go to like one or two games, and we wound up staying a whole week, an extra mm-hmm. whole week. So we go to Arlington. We drive to Texas. We take a road trip from Houston to Arlington, which is about three and a half hours. And we, my cousin finagles us to get tickets every night from players because mm-hmm. he had made connections. So he gets tickets from Jimmy Key, who was on the team at the time, uh, Jim Abbott, who had just pitched a no-hitter. Amazing. Right? And all these things. So we get these tickets, and we go to the games. And So he's, he was making these connections for a while. 
he's making these yeah like yeah that was like his thing yeah he made these connections and so we go and we got so we we wound up and I'm 15 and my best friend is 16 so the two of us are kids we, yeah. and I and not to toot my own horn but I'm 42 years old people think I'm in my you know late 30s or mid 30s or something mm. at the time I looked like I was freaking 10 <laughs> right so you know so we go and we wound up going to all the games and at night we my cousin also finagles to figure out that what hotels are staying in and he books us in the same hotels so now we're staying in the same hotels as the Yankees, and he would go down to the bar with his wife. The first night, I I, huh. I can remember vividly. I'm actually really mm-hmm. impressed with the planning. Yeah, of yeah. This. He, I oh, mean, and in between when we yeah. got to Texas, because he was doing well with his business at the time. He was, sure. He had a construction business, and it was doing the economy. If you remember that at that time in the nineties, it was booming. Yeah. And in Texas, it was booming, and he he wanted while we were there he's like let's get a new let's go get a new truck and he went to buy a ford bronco (laughs) (laughs) which you know at that time was a big deal i know so we remember what that did so he he bought a collector's item yes yes he had a big ford bronco when we went to the place when he picked it out and that was when we took it off the lot and we drove it to dallas okay right so that's just you know whatever so whatever so we meet the players and so he says I remember the first night vividly because me and Nick are in the hotel and he, my cousin says, listen, stay back. If players come in, he went down to the hotel bar with his wife, who mm-hmm. was a stunning woman, by the way. So people thought my cousin was some successful guy. He wasn't that successful. He had a nice business, but you, if you saw him, he was 6'4". He had this sure. beautiful blonde. Too. He was 35. She was about 21. And she was from Texas, and she was a Southern Belle, and he's a successful guy, right? So people are like, this guy's a baseball player, like because he's hanging out with baseball players. So, but she wasn't. So they, he calls us, and he's like, listen, we, he's like, going down to the bar. So he goes down to the bar. See, an hour later, we're kind of waiting for him. He's like, I'm gonna call you guys. His wife calls our room and says, listen, you guys have to come downstairs to the bar. There's players here, and they want to meet you guys. So I'm like, how the hell are we getting in? I mean, I look like I was like 12 years old. <laughs> so he says, don't worry. So we go downstairs, now me and Nikki, and we, we go in, they just kind of let us in. My cousin meets us at the door of the bar, and they just mm-hmm. kind of take us in, and they see him. They must have thought he was a player. Mm-hmm. And we, he's like, sit there. So we get there, and we're sitting for a while, and the first person we met mm-hmm. was, you remember Steve Howe? Yeah. We met Steve Howe. He had a lot of problems. He did have a lot of problems. Yeah. And one of the things I always said, and he actually passed away about six or seven years ago mm-hmm. in a car accident. One of the things I always said about that guy after I met him was he was a great guy. See, that was the thing. Okay. He always got second chances yeah. with the team because they did like him. They liked him a lot because he was a, he was a really very genuine guy to us. Yeah. And he came to us, and my cousin must. My cousin actually at the time was a recovering whatever. Okay. So he had been clean for a while, and he said... I must. I think he went over to him and said, "You know, I'm recovering myself." So Steve, mm-hmm. you know, he went over and said something, and then he came. Over, Steve Howe came over to us and was totally cool with to us, and he he was like talking to us, and he's talking about baseball, and he's like, "You know, nice to meet you guys." Mm-hmm. And at the same time, which I always remember, the Boston the TV was on in the bar, mm-hmm. right? And the Boston Red Sox had gotten to a, a fight, like yeah. there was like a you know being you know somebody got beamed and then charged them down whatever, mm-hmm. and. 
Steve Howe got amped up, dude. He was like, <laughs> "Oh, beat the shit out of the Red Sox!" Like it was, it was funny. Like because I was, I was like, "Well, that's what you." It's good to hear that because that's what you want to, right? You expect the, yeah. the players. So it was like so cool. So we, we, you know, that was the first person we met, and then they just we started meeting them, and we by the end of that trip, they mm-hmm. knew us by our first names. So how many games did you end up going to? Six. We went Six. to three in Texas. Okay. And then there was an off day, and we drove to Kansas City and went to three games in Kansas City. Wow. Yeah, and we and we saw the players every day. Sure. In the pool, in the mall, in the, you know, wherever. And in, so, so that's back in the day when, when Mattingly was playing. Yes. And did you get a chance to meet him? I did meet Donnie Baseball. Hmm. I, 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 we were in the bar in, in Arlington, mm-hmm. and we had already met a bunch of players, and you know, our generation, Joe, yeah. Don Manningly was the guy we grew up with. He's the guy. Right, that was our guy. So we, me and Nikki were the same. It was the same. And we um, were in the bar, and Don Manningly walked in. And we're in the bar at, like, 1 in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not 1. It was probably, like, 11 o'clock. But sure. we shouldn't have been in there. But And Don Manningly was there. And you were the only kids. The only kids in the okay. bar, dude. And we were kids. It's not like... Other people no, brought no. their family. It was or whatever. sports writers, it was players, like a bunch of people, yes, and you and us. And Don Manley walked in, and I said to Nick, "I said, dude, there's Donnie baseball. Like, we gotta go say something to him." So we, he's like, he's like, yeah, it's weird. Everybody else we met, like, it was no problem walking up to, but we were both nervous because it was Don Manley. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a guy we've been watching since we were little kids. So we walk over to him, and he looks at us, mm-hmm. and he goes. How did you guys get in here? <laughs> and I was like, I don't. And what I said to him was, I don't know, but I'm not leaving. <laughs> and he said, so he laughed and he put his arm around us and he's and he said, you know, I said, Don, at the time it was the first winning season, like they were finally playing well. It was like a pennant chase. Yeah. And I said, hopefully you guys, you know, win this and it, you know, please, you know, we need you to do it, whatever, whatever we said. And he was like, put his arm around us and he was like. Thanks so much. We're trying, you know. He put his arm around both of us, and he's like, "Great meeting you guys." He shook our hand. We were like, "That was like the coolest thing, man." That was that was like, you know, the, a guy I was watching since you know I was a little kid, and it was you know I was still. That was really cool. We met. We met. And that was that was towards the end of his career. Is it towards just, the end? Just it was ninety-three. I think he finished ninety-five. After I the ninety-five season. Yeah, and there was. Um, a strike, I believe, right between. Yeah, right? ninety four was the strike, and yeah. they, so we, but we, there was even some cool things like I mean, we met Jimmy Key, mm-hmm. who became like our pal on the trip, mm-hmm. and now Jimmy Key is from Alabama. Okay, he went to I think he went to Clemson. Mm-hmm. He was just a southern, like a real deep southern guy, very nice guy, yeah. and he was like really cool. My cousin, he liked my cousin, whatever. And so we all kind of hung out. He left his wife. We all had a good time. And Jimmy Key was like, all right, we were at the bar. And I'm drinking beers at the bar at 15 with Jimmy <laughs> Key. And the, when I'm like, all right, I remember saying to my cousin, there was sports writers sitting behind, excuse me, sitting behind us. And I said, do you think they're going to write something? Like, we're, we look, we're kids. Mm-hmm. Like Jimmy Key goes, ah, don't worry about them. So then they didn't seem to care. So we're hanging out drinking. And it's like the bar, you know, it's Texas. So I think the bar closed at like one. Okay. All right. So they're like, 
all right, my cousin's still part. We're all still hanging out. So they're like, yeah, Jimmy Keys, let's go up to my hotel room. So we go up to Jimmy Keys' hotel room, and we were there until about 4 o'clock in the morning. And he taught us, me and Nikki, how to play quarters. And we actually set up glasses, and we're playing quarters with Jimmy Key and drinking beers and pounding beers with him. Was he the only one in that room? Yeah, Jimmy Key, me and Nick, my uh-huh. cousin, and his wife. Okay. And we and my cousin ran out, got cheeseburgers. We ate cheeseburgers and <laughs> hung out with this dude. The next day, we were at the pool. Jimmy Key wasn't hungover. He was drinking beer all night. Um, we were because we were 15. But um, we were at the pool. Jimmy Key got us tickets the next day. He... When the trip we left in Kansas City, my cousin went on and followed them to Milwaukee because they went to Milwaukee after that. Okay. We had gone home because we had to go to school. But when we got when they got to Milwaukee, my cousin called us like a couple of days after, and he was like, "Oh, Jimmy Key was like, where were you guys? He wanted to hang out with you because I guess we, we you know we had a good time with him. So yeah. you know, that was that. You know that was really cool. We met Wade Boggs, who was that dude drank so much. Oh man, Wade Boggs couldn't stand up, man. That guy would drink. Yeah, so that was really cool. You know, you meet Wade Boggs. You know about Jim Abbott? Great guy, man. That guy was awesome. We we met Jim Abbott like two weeks or a week and a half after he pitched his no hitter, and he, my mom, we called her because I was in, we were down there, and I said, Mom, can you get the newspapers? Because in case my Anthony said, that, well, he knows him, we can meet him, and he could sign the thing, sign the newspapers. And he did. My mom sent us the newspapers. Wow. So we got that autograph, and he was really cool. I, I said to him, you know, there was just a great interaction. The guy was a really nice guy. Like, he was really cool to us. He was like, thanks so much for the support, you know. I said, you know, I, I told him because when I was in sixth grade, when he was on the Angels. Okay, yeah. I had epilepsy as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I told Jim Abbott that when I was in sixth grade, I looked up to him because he had a disability. Mm-hmm. And I told him that when I met him and he had pitched a no-hitter and he was really like, he was cool. He put his arm around me. He's like, thanks so much. It makes me feel good. Like he was real, they were very nice guy. They're really cool people like that, you know? It's a special, you know, special time, a special trip to mm-hmm. be on. I mean, very- you remember it forever. Yeah, it was just a really interesting um, time. You know, I was very lucky. I, I've been, Listen, man, my, my life has been had many twists and turns, but I'm very blessed. And being able to tell, it makes me feel good. I mean, when I lost my best friend, you know, he was with me through this. So it's it's cool to talk about, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. So it, it, that, was, that was really fun, man. We had a lot of fun. We met everybody. Everybody was cool. George Steinbrenner wasn't that cool to us, but, you know. Yeah, I mean. It's George Steinbrenner. What do you have in common with George Steinbrenner? Nothing. Absolutely, no, absolutely nothing. nothing. Two punks from New York. Yeah. With an old guy who's rich and and grumpy, Nothing, yeah, you know. But he was very he was he was nice to us. He gave us tickets apparently, but because he knew my cousin. Because mm-hmm. again, he my cousin used our other cousin's <laughs> name. To, so 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 this trip ends. Mm-hmm. You go back to your normal life. Yes. You have a good school year or whatever, yes. and um, eventually you end up on another trip. Yes, which. I know nothing. Yeah, the about. second trip and I never mentioned. I don't think you, I've ever. No. Mentioned. So well, was so was ass. it was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the novelty may have worn off a little bit. Yeah. But was it set up in the same way that the first one was by your cousin, or is this a totally different type of thing? Same thing by my cousin. The, the fact, but the thing about the second trip, which was in '96 when they wound up winning of the course. World Series, yeah. The second trip, more of us went to, so it was like me, 
my friend Nick didn't go, but his brother Dave did. Mm -hmm. And then my cousin Chris did. And then my sister did with a few of her friends. So we all went to Texas on a so big the, trip. I feel like the cool part about that mm -hmm. is that that memory is probably totally different yeah. because of the crew you're with. You're more with everyone. Yeah, it was more know? of like I mean, a party yeah. as opposed to me and Nikki just being two stupid little kids who like you know we're like how the hell are we here you know like yeah so by then it was like you know i was 96 i was what 18 so it was it was right so it was like i was 50, yeah it was like three years later so it was like 18 no it was 19 i was 19 so i had already graduated i graduated high school in 95 holy shit wow dude that's 90, 98 yeah, so yeah. i'm not so, that far but i so 96 i was out of high school yeah and we went it was a great it was great i mean i met i met uh mariano rivera you know, I met Marin. He was real cool to me. You know, it was a short little time, but he, mm -hmm. he was really cool to me. And I had mentioned how when I was watching the other day the Hall of Fame inductions, mm -hmm. Marion Rivera and Lee Smith were nominated, you know, were elected to the Hall of Fame the other day. Sure. And I, Lee Smith was traded for by the Yankees in the 93 season, like a few days before we met him. So I met him in the hotel lobby. Me and my best friend Nick, mm -hmm. and he had, which was interesting story because I said, "Wow, I actually met a couple of Hall of Famers, you know, had interactions with them." And Lee Smith, we saw him, and he said he looked at us in the. Ho I said, like, "Oh, you're Lee Smith," and he's like, "Yes, I am." And I was like, "He's like, where are you guys from?" I said, "From New York." He's like, "Aren't you don't have school?" And I was <laughs> like, "Cause it was like the middle of the afternoon on like in the beginning of September, you yeah. know." And he and I said, um. No, I said we. They have asbestos in our schools, and we got to stay here. Like we, our school didn't open yet. And he looks at us. And he goes, "Oh yeah, I heard about that on CNN." So, so then we're talking to him, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, we're in a pennant race. I'm so glad I got traded here." It was a really cool Southern guy, man. Yeah, really cool. And he actually that that night. This is really funny, actually. We're 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 at the game, right in the old Texas Stadium. It was like almost like a minor league stadium. It was like we're you were right on the field mm -hmm. so we sat in like between third base and left field but like close like close to the field and lee smith didn't get in the game so but the bullpen was right there right so he saw us yeah and we had met him that either that morning or the day before oh okay so he saw us and he was like hey guys right so he's <laughs> talking to us so then the game ends i think the yankees lose and he there's these two women right who are like Lee Smith probably at the time was probably in his mid 30s these women were probably around the same age like you know and they're like hey Lee hey, they're calling to him and then he's waving to them right so, so then he the game ends and he walks over and he's like ladies I swear I'll remember this forever because I was like this guy's awesome okay. he's like ladies me and my brother because his brother was in town and we okay. met his brother he's me and my brother were staying over there at the Radisson why don't you ladies join us for some drinks tonight? We'll go out and have a good time. You know, and like, oh, Lee, great. So he goes, so he's like, all right, just, you know how to get in touch with me. We'll meet you after the game. We'll be out over here. Like he was, this dude was the Southern cool dude. Like it was like, so that me and Nikki thought that was great. And then thinking about that, first of all, I, I realized that daddy, I mean, I knew at the time, but these guys didn't have to do anything to meet women. Not a damn thing, man. They, they they just showed up, you know. So 
Now I'm going to go to an interesting story. Interesting, because... Right. You can cut me off whenever you need no, to. No, I mean, right. I, this is great. I mean, everyone hears about that type of stuff, but right. I but I don't know anyone that witnessed something. Right. Oh, man, so. I witnessed it firsthand, man. Okay. It was like... So So then you have... We're in the we're in the bar one of those nights in Texas. I, probably the second night. Uh-huh. And it might even have been the first night, but I'm not sure. So... This this we're sitting at the bar. It w- it was my cousin, his wife, and then Jimmy Key, okay. my my best friend Nick, and myself. We're, that's how we were sitting, right, I, up against the bar, mm-hmm. and on a stool, you know. And this attractive twenty three year old girl comes up to my cousin first and says, "Are you a baseball player? Blonde, right? <laughs> Texas blonde girl. Okay. Are you a baseball player?" And he says, "No." This he's like, "I'm not." He's like, "This is my wife." Right? He shows his wedding ring. And then she goes to Jimmy Key and says, Are you a baseball player? And he says, Yeah, but I'm married. Right? Which, if we weren't there, Jimmy Key, I'm sure, got, would have got it hooked up with her. But whatever. Okay. So, whatever. Who knows? So then she goes to Nick, who is 16. Yeah. yeah. Right? He looks a little bit older than me, but <laughs> not much. I mean, you know, he's 16. And he was, goes, he, he, yeah, he's a little taller than you. Little right? tall, you yeah. met him, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, a little taller than me. So, she says, are you a baseball player? So Nikki says, yeah. So she goes, really? He said, yeah. So she says, let's dance. Right? So now there's playing, you know, there's play, and there's like a little dance floor in the thing, and he starts dancing with her. Okay. Okay? So they're playing music, whatever, he's dancing with her. And he's hanging out with her for like, like you now like 20 minutes, half hour. Like, he's over there. I'm like, holy shit. Nick is like, you know, hook up with this girl. Like, this mm-hmm. is happening. Right? And I'm like, shit, why didn't I sit there? Like, you know, because I would have been next. And Nick is 15. Right. And yeah, well, I'm 15. He's 16. He's 16. Right. Okay. So he's hanging out with her. And while he's hanging out with her, he's like, do you, she says, well, do you know the third baseman? She's like, because I know the third baseman. So he goes, yeah, I've already met. Nick says, yeah, yeah. Because Nick said, he, Nick said, I think, you, you know what? She, I think he said something like, she said, do you, do you know the third baseman? And the third baseman, she said, he said, yeah, Wade Boggs. I've already met him, mm-hmm. right? Because Nick said he was just like called up or something. I, yeah. I don't know how she believed this because the kid <laughs> did not look it. So, but he's got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. So, except for creating a great story, creating which he did. Even, yeah, yeah. So she says, um, the, he said Wade Boggs. Yeah, I've already met him. Where I, I know Wade Boggs or something like that because we did meet him. We meet him like we met him like earlier in the night. So she's like, no, his ni- name isn't Wayne. That's what she says. His name isn't Wayne. It's Cle- it's Cleet, right? So Nick goes, what? And then she's like, come over here. I'll, he's the third baseman. Mm-hmm. Dude, the third baseman that she was talking about was Cleet Boyer, who was the third baseman in the 1960s and was the third base coach for the team, right? <laughs> so at the time, Cleet Boyer was probably in his early 60s, right? Okay. Yeah. Ch- drinking like an old man, chain smoking like a like a like a grumpy old man, right? So she brings him over to meet Cleet, the third baseman, mm-hmm. and Cleet Boyer is pissed off, dude. He's like, "Yo, you're get you this, whoever this kid is. He's like, get he's stealing this chick that I'm trying to hook up with, right?" <laughs> so Cleet Boyer's like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. He's but like, the best part is right. it's two extremes, right? Of age, right? And, and this girl's right, right in the middle. She's right, in the, dude. She's 23 years old. I remember she saying she was 23 years old. Yeah. So now Nick is like, oh. So Nick comes back. He he gets nervous, like, cause he doesn't, you know, he's like, he's a kid. So what is he gonna do? Mm-hmm. So he comes back and he's like, he comes over. He's like, dude, she's like 
hanging out with Cleet Boyer and she thinks he's the third baseman. I said she probably think you know he probably she probably knows the third base coach. She's like I don't know, but she's hanging out with him. So she's drinking with him. So then we're watching. So Nick leaves because he comes back and he's like I'm, I don't have the skills to do this, even though he probably did, but he just he was sixteen. So she's hanging out with Cleet Boyer, right? So then we're like keeping an eye on it because they're like on the other side of the bar and like sitting in the booth area. So then we forget about it, right? Whatever. So then the night goes on. We wound up meeting Billy Martin's son, okay. Billy Martin Jr., who lived in the time in Texas and wound up, whatever. He knew my cousin. We wound up meeting him, whatever. Jimmy Key met him at the same time as us, and, and Billy Martin Jr. said to him, oh, my dad could have used you in his, in, in his pitching rotation, <laughs> which was cool. I thought that was yeah, a cool yeah. thing to see because I was like, I don't, this is like baseball players talking to each other. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, you don't see that. So then it's like four, that's the time. It was at four o'clock in the morning. We're leaving. It's Jimmy Keys, we're going to drink with, or two o'clock in the morning, whatever it was, and we're leaving with Jimmy Keys. So we're leaving, the, the bar's closing. That's what I said before, like one, one or two o'clock in the morning. And he, he must have really liked you guys. Yeah, he loved it. He thought yeah. we were so, because we were, I don't know, we were just fun kids, you know? Yeah, yeah. So we get in the elevator, dude, right? And there, in the elevator, when the door opens, is Cleet Boyer going up to his floor with this chick. Let me tell you, if Cleet Boyer wasn't a third base coach and a Yankee, whatever, whatever he was at the time, coach, former player, whatever, Cleet Boyer would have been some old guy who was like driving a bus and nobody would even acknowledge his <laughs> existence. And and he's pulling a twenty three year old blonde from Texas, and she went right up to his room, dude. So you learned a lesson. That I night. learned a lesson. One, if I someone played, asked you if you're yes, a baseball player, you say you yes. Say yes. And I, and Nikki, I think he was a little scared, and I we made fun of him for the rest of the trip. Uh huh. And but you know what? I, I think back and I say, you know what? I probably would have got nervous too. I don't know. I, I but that's what happened, and it was a great experience to see. And it was just like it when you're a kid and you see these things, you're mm-hmm. just like, holy crap! Like this is like so cool, you know? Amazing. It's like hanging out with like one of your favorite bands, you know? Uh-huh. Like when you're a little. But kid. like on a tour. On a tour, right? Like yeah. seeing how it well, is on the bus. You the know? cool thing is, you got to see the beginning of like kind of a total rebuild. Yeah, yeah. And then you got to travel with them after it paid off. Yeah, while it was paying yeah, off. Yeah, absolutely. And there were a lot of moves that were made ninety two, ninety three that didn't pay off until ninety six. Right. And. It was very current, and mm-hmm. and you guys got to witness all of that. Yeah, it was really cool, man. It was it was a great experience. And being able to live that and like tell those stories and mm-hmm. stuff, it's something like it'll always stick with me. We used to say like it was funny with with Nikki. We used to say how that we always had that. Like we were talking about Italy, uh-huh. right? And we talk about how we always have that. Of course, that's what this was like. Yeah, this was something that we would say. We would joke around like you can way. always go back to it. That's... Yeah, so you got the memories, and it's fun to talk about and be able to say, you know, I'm 42 years old now, mm-hmm. and I have a family, and you know, I could think back to being young, and kind of living a fun life, you know, mm-hmm. like so. I mean, I still live a fun life, but like it's thinking back and saying, you know what, this is this is this is not everybody got a chance to do this. Yeah, you know? no. So very lucky. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for your stories. Listen, man, anytime. This is this hopefully is we'll fun. get you back for more podcasts. Would love to. I know you do a podcast of your own. I do. If you'd like to plug that, that would uh, be great. It's called an Imperfect Union. Um, it's on whatever, uh, wherever podcasts are 
what sold <laughs> how would you say streamed streamed better, better word yeah. um it's an imperfect union it's based on it's basically politics and history current issues um and historical uh issues try to you know talk about what's going on in the uh the world and you know my background is in political stuff mm-hmm. social social political and social issues so talk about that and if you give it a chance maybe you can listen and uh learn something and hear it i don't know great thanks man. all right thanks all right joey all right take care later mm-hmm.